a listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Footy Talk, Jono's edition, some familiar faces back. Danny Wadler, what have we got coming up? Let's talk the Roosters and are the players off Trent Robinson. And Michael Chamis, he's alive. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Uh, let's talk about your precious seagulls. What's going on out there? I don't know. Let's find out. Footy Talk, Jono's edition, and it's the original crew back together. Myself, Adam Peacock, Danny Wadler here, of course. Danny. Great to be here and uh, great to have our returning hero. Here he is. The bacteria <laughs> is out of his blood. Uh, and I'm not saying that in out. a nasty way. That's actually what happened to Michael Chamis. Yeah, it Welcome was. Welcome back, mate. Thanks, mate. Good to be back. I'm sorry about the ratings dropping while I've been oh. gone, but come back to rescue the team here. He's saving the bacteria for the copy he writes. Mate, the last thing I did, I saw Danny Wilder, then I got six. So no, that's not true. Who did you actually see? Yeah, I'm not going to go down that far. Just on uh, the numbers, actually, though, looking at the graph here, the ratings report from last month actually went up. <laughs> 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 so. Didn't you have that dribbler, Brent, Brent Reed taking over some of my that's gigs mean. here? That's a bit mean. He just makes it up as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> Pot, kettle. Jeez, he's, <laughs> he's come back firing, hasn't, hasn't he? What, well, Chammy? when you're on your you deathbed, well, when you're on your deathbed, you get perspective, and you just want to come and smash people up. With you, with you, come back to journalism. Did you kind of ease back in, or did you hit someone, hit your editor between the eyes with a big nah, scoop? First well, up? they were just saying ease it back, ease back in. And I think the first day I came back, I had Matt Lodge being immediate release. So I'm sure Matt Lodge is thrilled that I'm back. Mm. He's got humble in his break, hasn't he? He's, He's very uh, humble. Matt Lodge's kids actually go to my um, youngest uh, primary school. Do you want to pass on my regards when I see him tomorrow well, morning? He might be in trouble by association. Be careful. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. Uh, speaking of which, we're going to lead with that because it's uh, Matt Lodge, Roosters, and the name you mentioned there, the great Brent Reed from the all-powerful News Corp stable. He mentioned that there's maybe a bit of an issue uh, about the relationship between the Roosters players and Trent Robinson, the coach. Yeah, so I think this was on 360 mm. last night. I had some phone calls about it. I didn't see the episode, um, so I had to go back and watch it. There was an article that was brought up by, written by Reedy, which said that some of the players are off Trent Robinson. Now, we know the Roosters are going badly. I've found it curious because I've done a bit of digging since and I, I'm not going to question Reedy because I respect him and I think he's a very good journo. I just don't know why it came up now because I think this was written three weeks ago. Hmm. I don't know why it was suddenly raised as a topic. But Well, they lost another game that they should have won. Yeah, so, but why wasn't it raised three weeks ago? I don't know. But anyway, is there truth to it? Look, I think that at any club where players are being told they're not required anymore or are on the way out, they may snipe about the coach. There's, you know, and that I think, and if you're basing players being off Trent Robinson on that, well, then there could be a couple of blokes who don't necessarily like what's going on. There's an issue going on at the moment as well with a uh, with Isaac Moses at the club. They're trying to move him out and all of his players out of the club. The agent. The yeah. agent. I don't know if that's related to any of that, but I do know that some of his players are, are going to be moved on, including, I, I believe, including Joseph Swali'i. I don't. I just don't see him there next year. Mm. Uh, and Lodge, Matt Lodge is another one that didn't go down well, from what I've heard. Uh, there, I think there was an 
an incident with Lodge and Trent Robinson. Well, there you go. So then there's there's always going to be players who are being told they're not wanted who might say they don't like the coach. And and I I'd spoken to the Roosters when I wrote that story about Lodge being uh, granted a permission to leave immediately. And there was a feeling that, as Danny mentioned, that there was some things happening in the background, people stirring the pot to try and destabilize the club. Mm. Now, there's no doubt Matt Lodge is and Trent Robinson don't see eye to eye anymore. And I, I think to, to Matt Lodge's credit, his stint at the club has been pretty good. From what well, I understand, up, yeah, last year not, I'm not talking about on the field. I'm talking about his attitude and his presence around the club. But from what I was told from people, the Roosters, the moment he was informed that he was no longer required next season, having been told that there was a strong possibility that he would be re-signed at the club, mm. then his feelings towards people at the club changed. Now, what I was told is that he couldn't get his head around the fact that the club had then decided, instead of re-signing him, giving Jared Warrior Hargraves one more year. And since that point, he's been basically told that he won't play first grade and he has to look somewhere else for a… Uh, he's playing for the Bears or someone, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, you won't see Matt Lodge playing yeah. for the Roosters in first Which grade. Which, like, what's the nose and the spite your face yeah. um, cliche? Oh, Is well, it, like, I, I, it, I wrote a piece when, this, when he was being signed by the club that mm. the Roosters talk about uh, the Roosters way, Roosters football, culture, which, which was a culture that was really established by the likes of Sonny Bill Williams, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend, and even Cooper Cronk more lately. Mm. And I said that this signing didn't reflect all of that at the time. Um, but I was I also took it on board that Matt Lodge deserves a chance. And from what I could see, he had a good chat with Trent Robinson about that when he joined the club. And he convinced Robinson that he was the man for the job for them. Mm. And he did a good job for a while there. Mm. But the, in the background, which was everything that I raised this with Robinson at the time was issues that he'd had with previous clubs. It wasn't bad behavior, but it just, I guess he's got strong opinions uh, mm. and he's not afraid to express them. And that includes expressing them to the coach, uh, expressing it to other players. And I think that's where the Matt Lodge situation can be difficult. I'm not putting anything, I'm not holding his past indiscretion, which was a major one against him. I'm just saying that's, that's the current day perception of Matt Lodge. Well, the thing about the Roosters, and we talked about it before you went on your high health hiatus, uh, Chammy, is that recruitment hasn't exactly lined up with what they're trying to do on the field mm. this year, mm. has it not? And you look at it again, and out of nowhere, they've twisted on Jared. They've twisted on Tupo getting another year. Yep. So Jackson Paulo's had to go to Manly. Yep. Lodge has been pushed out. They got, and the Sam Walker They got situation. the cheese up from Melbourne on massive money. And, yeah, he's been injured, so you can't really tell exactly mm. if, that's a, if that's a plus or a minus. Well, it, was, just it wasn't working for them. I mean, look, let's be let's at be the frank. point. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, I know that. But plan B hasn't worked either. That's the problem for the Roosters. What's the plan B? I'm saying since Sam Walker's been out of the team, they haven't oh, exactly sorry, hit yeah. their straps either. Yeah. They're on plan D, E, yeah, like, not, with their halves. Like I think the Smith, the Brandon Smith signing – Hasn't worked so far, and mm. I, I like him as a player, and I think he's a terrific person to listen to in, in the media. But I just don't think it's worked for them so far yet. What, what yeah. about yeah. what about the decision we spoke about it earlier in the year? Tedesco re-signing mm. is that something that you think that's going to come back to haunt them, or do you think they're comfortable with Tedesco re-signing for a few more years? Because when's he there till the end of twenty five? I think he's. I think he was I, there I think for it was, I think they had no choice. Maybe. I think it's the end of twenty. I don't know. It could be yeah. So I, I don't think they had a choice. I think 
He's their leader. He's the Australian captain. He's a state captain. He wanted to stay. I think you accommodate yeah. the player. There have been enough runs on the board by James Tedesco yeah. to earn a new contract. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, he's going through a, a rough-ish patch at the moment uh, mm. where he's not having the, the same impact that he's had previously. But I, I still think he deserves this contract. So you look at their season so far and you take into account last year when they were really confident after the origin period that they were just going to blitz mm. everyone. Mm. And they, they showed signs, but in the end they fell short, the Roosters. And now that they are where they are, is Trent Robinson's grip on power at the club in any way diminished, given the recruitment decisions and the way that the team's going? No, because I think once you clean out the players that are going to be cleaned out, and I think there are other names there who have probably been tapped on the shoulder, then I think you you start to fix up the problem. But if you don't win, then that problem festers again. I, I don't think Trent Robinson has a major issue at the club, but reality is that roster's impressive. That roster costs a lot of money. And that roster should be doing better. Mm. And as it stands, Nick Politis uh, is a huge supporter of Trent Robinson and wants him there for as long as he wants to be there. Saying that, if the Roosters miss the eight this year, which, mm. you know, I, I thought they're going to win the comp. I was totally wrong. If they Surprise, surprise. Yeah, if they, at least I can admit <laughs> it, Michael. I'm never wrong. <laughs> there you go. When have I been wrong? <laughs> anyway. You took um, the Dragons to win the comp. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I forgot what I was saying now. So, look, if, if they're in this position again next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, I think that's, that, that's, that's when you start to uh, – I, I yeah. think, again, like the Tedesco situation, there's a fair bit in the bank. Robinson's got a few comps. But, yeah, I don't think uh, they're playing good football. I don't think they they look like they're playing – anywhere near what they should be playing. Imagine the feeding frenzy if Trent Robinson becomes available as a coach. That's right. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I'll be filthy if I'm, I'm a Dragons fan. I'll be filthy if Trent Robinson's a free agent next year. Well, you don't like Flano as your, uh, no, against your coach? No, I think it's actually the right appointment for the for the coaches available, but if Trent Robinson was available. Well, what about Origin? I'd be, <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I want to divert we, things. I know we've got to move to a different topic, but this yeah. sort of bleeds into this. Danny raised the point earlier about the influence of agent Isaac Moses at the club. And there's a feeling that he's the one spreading yeah. a lot of this. He's had issues with other clubs before, hasn't he? Isaac yes. Moses? Yes, but that's Lots. what I'm just going to say because the influence of these managers on clubs, Nick Politis went to the point of, of going into bat for him with Peter Volandis to try and get his ban lifted. I think, Danny, you wrote the story not yeah. that long ago yeah. about how close they were. He was James Tedesco's manager. Yeah. And then James Tedesco went with Joe Weeby, who's long been a mentor of his. He was his Suwali's manager and the Roosters are filthy about how that played out. As an agent, he's doing the right thing by his client. If he wants to go to rugby, he got him 1.6 million. Good luck to him. But there is no doubt that the Roosters, as Danny said, have a feeling that they need to remove his influence from the club, which gets you to Manly because he's starting to have a stronghold on that club. He's Anthony Seabold's manager. Yeah. I think the last five or six of their signings since Seabold's become coach, I think if you go through it, Johns, I think. Um, Cooper Johns. Cooper yep. Johns, uh, Condon. Uh, Woodsy. Woodsy. Uh, they just brought over. Um, Brooks. Brooks, Tommy Talau. Mm. So there are a lot of Isaac Moses clients, which funny thing is, is a move to remove Mario Tartak clients from the club, <laughs> which now, that's the- like It's like Mario, a game of Jenga. He's got all those guys, Schuster, <laughs> Ola Kawatu, those, uh, the Fainu brothers. He has a lot, a lot of players there. And now there's talk about all those guys moving because Mario- well, Schuster's not now. Well, Schuster staying now, but Mario has a strong relationship with Scott Fulton, who's also, whose power at Manly had been removed- as a result. So there's a lot of games being played in the background. And I guess for fans, they don't really see 
No. The the politics behind the scenes. I but- think the fans are starting to wake up to all this because we we talk about it a bit in the media now and the influence that the agents have. So yeah. I think they're starting to realise that. But yeah, there there's definitely politics at play. The NRL talked a big game trying to re- they went down the path of trying to stop player agents from representing coaches because we'd seen clubs before be totally savaged by a Can't situation where you've signed all these guys to a to an agent and then they turn out not to be the signings that you thought they were. So, so Michael, I had a chat with um the Manly CEO Tony Mestroff when this all started and when, you know, about Isaac Moses and how they're going to handle it. He said, "Mark my words, we will not be uh, having any issue in that regard and we know what's happened to other clubs in the past and we're aware of it and we're aware that we have to control our club and not an agent." So that's at least he's that's he was on the record about that. Yeah. But whether or not in reality, given everything that's happened recently. Um, so Luke Brooks, four-year deal. Who Who's going to give Luke Brooks a four-year deal? Well, your club, your mates of the Tigers are going to give him three, We're going to give him three, yeah. Who else outside the Tigers I, was going to give him four? I'm just saying years? like three, four. Good luck to Brooks. I think it's the right decision for him to move on. He needed a fresh start. And I think he's, as I said earlier, Isaac, as his manager, has done an outstanding job. And that's his, if you're Luke Brooks, you're happy with your manager. But I'm just raising the the point as a as a fan of a game. And as that club going forward, if there are going to be issues, because where's Jackson? Who represents Jackson Paulo? Question without notice. He's the uh, other signing that they made. Too sure. Is he? Oh, no, it's, not, it's, not, it's not Isaac. Okay, not so Isaac. there's one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying everyone, but, <laughs> no, but I, it starts to add up. And I think Shane Flanagan was represented by Isaac Moses as well. Correct. He's taking him out of Manly. He's taking him out of to Manly. your club, the Dragons. But he's got an upgrade there with the, the job, and he always wanted a, a head coaching role. But so, as a as a fan of the club, obviously Manly. Firstly, I'm wearing the Mark Hughes Foundation beanie today. I'm wondering if I should get the Mark Hughes Foundation sombrero to wear with the salary sombrero <laughs> from the Roosters to Manly, but that's another point. But that scares me. Having why one? Well, you don't want like because I've I've always said one agent doesn't have all the good players. Yeah. If you need to plug a hole somewhere, and all of a sudden that player is represented by an agent that you're off, it makes your job as a club, building yeah. a roster a lot harder than it needs to be. I'm not bagging the agents, though. Like, no, no, if no, I, no. If I was a player no. agent, I'd be doing the same thing. You try and... Thank try God and, you're not. Hey. <laughs> hey. Imagine <laughs> having to deal with it. Tell you what I'd do if I was oh. a player agent. I wouldn't mate. be giving you any scoops. Yeah. Hanging around. Mate, you might feature my things. column a few times. I would or, do the same thing. years. Well, no, I but it's completely counterproductive as running a football club. And I'm oh, sure Tony Mestrop knows this because he's a smart but it's not, guy. it's not the agent's fault, though. You, no, no, no. The no, agent's doing his best. The agent's doing their best. And, and they will the take... system allows them to manipulate and dominate clubs, which then makes it potentially diabolical for the club down the road. Adam, I want to ask you a question. You're a manly man. Yes. Are you happy with Brooks and are you happy with four years? Yes. That three years, four years doesn't really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Only because way I know that. that Daily Cherry Evans is not going to be there for four years. And so there's no got, halfbacks. No, there's no halfbacks. You, you, I don't know what the hell happened to Fainu because he. I said on Monday Scrum the other day that like my son goes uh, went to the same high school as all the Fainus. They went mm-hmm. through Narrabeen, and this kid, my son was telling me that this kid was talked about as oh, I should see this kid, like 14 year old. Unbelievable, mm. incredible dad, blah, 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 blah. He's talked about it all the way through and then you get to the point where he's on the verge of playing against blokes, men, and all of a sudden he's, oh, no, we don't need him anymore. Yeah, but that, so that's where you worry. You worry that the club's not making the decision based on the fact that his agent, they no longer like is, is, or is he Mario Tartak? He's a Mario yeah. Tartak who, yeah. who now, as I said, has a, great, a, a very good relationship what, with Scott Fulton. What allays that fear is the fact that they've re-signed Schuster. If Schuster went… You sat here, I remember before I died, 
Two months ago, you, you were so convinced. Who have we got here? <laughs> Back from the dead. I was, it's Paul Carianas here. Asuvio Christ over here. Yeah, uh, anyway. I wish it was Carianas. <laughs> you, you were, you were adamant that Schuster was the six. Yeah. He said, mate, I haven't watched a lot of football in the last couple of months, but from what I've seen of Josh Schuster, he's not their number six. He can't run out 80 at the moment. But why That's would you pay him $800,000 on, on what you've seen so far? Well, potential. I, I, I think the manager, because we reported on potential. the weekend. Potential. It's yep. all about potential. Yeah, potential. It's $800,000 back row. You've got Ola Kawatu at the club. Mm. For now. And you obviously have, yeah, for now. Mm. But I, I just don't understand the rationale behind it. Were people lining up for Josh Schuster? The Tigers, the Tigers had speaking of the club, they were willing to go maybe if he was available to 400, 450 for him. They didn't think he was worth anywhere near wasn't 800000 Wasn't there a report that someone was going to offer him 1.2 or something? Was I that think the, the agent had had been saying he's not be able to get. I, I never so heard I'm not that. sure. That was a report saying that the agent felt that. But the roster regeneration. Okay, talk about that from a manly yeah. point of view. So Brooks is a is best when he's running the football. Brooks Jerry is Evans yeah. is a yeah. He can run the football and also he can facilitate attack. Schuster can facilitate attack. At the moment, Manly are playing their number thirteen as another prop, basically mm. through the middle. Yeah, like a Kepi or Alloway or or yeah. a play like even Woodsy played there the other. Yeah. Maybe Seabold sees the future as twisting that and making the 13 a ball player, mm. not playing Schuster on an edge, but through the middle as a ball yeah, player. Yeah, but he sat down with Schuster and his family and said, I see you as, as an edge player. I see you as our okay. back rower going forward. Well, on an edge, whatever. But that having Schuster there means that Luke Brooks doesn't need to be what he's tried to be for the last yeah. few years for the West Tigers, and that's putting blokes through holes. Yeah, it's a good point. He can run through holes. It's a good point. So I, I think that, Luke I, Brooks will flourish at Manly. I think it's, it's a great signing. My, my only question was... Did you need to go four years? Well, maybe to get him, you did. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, well. Maybe, maybe to get him. Yeah, maybe you did. But players are going to have to go, surely, from Manly to fit all this in. Like, well, back to the sombrero the, point. The, uh, Latu Fine, who you mentioned, uh, he's on a lot of money. I think he's on more than 400000 But is he in the cap? Yeah. Oh, he's in the top 30. Yeah, he's in the top 30. Yeah. Okay. He's on big money. He's on big money. Yep. Uh, at some point, he's all going to catch up to Manly. As, Dan, as you just said, I think players are going to have to go. Hmm. Don't be surprised if man if the Tigers come knocking for Olakowatu. That's the, that's the next story. I think that's going to hmm. uh, start to unravel. If did did he get an upgrade recently as well? I think I think he might have. Yeah, I don't think he got an extension, but I think he got an upgrade. So hmm. well, he started two years ago in New South Wales Cup, so yeah. he's kind of come from nowhere. He wouldn't have been on very much there, so he's he's definitely got an upgrade hmm. in the last couple of years. And Scott Fulton, who's been recruited by the Tigers to be their recruitment head, hmm. he needs a significant kill. He, I think an Kawatu would be well acceptable. Yeah, uh, but he uh, probably he probably needs a halfback. He needs a halfback. There's a lot of hope, as you said, on this kid Latu Fina. The deal, as we sit right now, is not done. But the Tigers are in the box seat. But there are other clubs that want him. The Titans, the Dolphins, they're mm. in for Fina. So the Tigers haven't got it across the line. But I think if Benji can get himself someone who they consider a long-term six, he'll be the future. Then they need a seven. Titans, Des, mm. Fino family. Stuck up for Manasi, mm. appeared in yeah, court for him. Yeah, that's Pushy very out. true. But very true. Ben Hunt, foreign, it's, yeah. Ben Hunt, we haven't talked about him very much this season, and uh, <laughs> we're going to do so after the break. <laughs> so, Ben Hunt, guys, firstly, in a wider sense, a lot of opinion being canvassed on this particular subject this week, August 7 deadline mm. for signings. Never changed. They didn't that was change COVID, after COVID. Wasn't it? That yeah. was COVID. I think they couldn't change it this year. For if I could be making because of the CBA, because of the CBA. Well, the CBA rolls over from the previous year if you haven't reached an agreement. 
Therefore, I don't think they could change the right. date back to June 30, but they could have changed it last year. Mm. But anyway, clubs have got till August 7, I think, what, three, so four weeks Within a month of the, the finals. finals. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Let's get some trades happening, boys. Let's people get some people liked that rule when it was brought in. Because like, that mean I love the rule, but it's too late. Yeah, but it was brought in, Danny, when the season ended in November. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're back now to... It doesn't make sense that they haven't just... Yeah. Turned it back, even though the CBA makes sense. CBA. A lot of things that makes sense. Well, yeah. But like way too late. Yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, look, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, you like it because you get to. We get more to do. Yeah, 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 maybe. You get to do more stories. Yeah, more stories. <laughs> more, <laughs> more scuttlebutt, more, more lies. Like Danny Widler making up that Ben Hunt wants a release. <laughs> making it up. Oh, he's gone. Is, where is he? He's still there. Did Ben Hunt, when he was asked at press conference, when he was asked to say, is that your last game? Good story, Danny. It was good. I didn't ask you. I didn't get the chance to ask you last week because we're elsewhere, but why did that happen on a Saturday? Well, I didn't plan it like that. I can, no. I was, it was a day off. The time? Day off, got a couple of phone calls. Surfing? What were you doing? I think I was just relaxing with the kids. So, okay. Yeah. Doing oh, that's yoga important his, to yeah, know. That's nothing, right. It was nothing, your day off. Yeah. Day off. He was doing yoga in his bike pants on well, Bondi Beach. He, he would do that. <laughs> you will not see me do that. <laughs> sure. Um, no. 100%. <laughs> Again. Uh, day off. Day, day off. off. And I just got a couple of phone calls and say, listen, hearing that Hunt wants to go. And I said, yeah, okay. But now. He wants to go now. And. He wants to go now or he wants to ask for a release now? Wants to go now. Okay. Which like, is different like to what as, he said as to the in, Dragons. I've played my last game sort yeah. of scenario. Yeah. And I sort of I had to make phone calls to chase it up. My initial calls were, well, yeah, you could be on the money, but we're not going to go on the record with anything. Uh, and I just make, kept making more calls and, and was able to firm it up. By the news, that my initial tweet was not necessarily saying it was going to happen straight away, but by the news, by the time we did a story on the news that night, uh, I was told, yes, he wants an immediate release. So what has changed since, if anything? Well, a lot of, there's been a lot of talk, first of all, hmm. and a lot of toing and froing. And I guess at the at that fight, at that important meeting with, was it Shane Flanagan and um, Andrew Lancaster, the on chairman? Monday, and the on CEO, Monday, Ryan Webb. I think that Hunt didn't ask for an immediate release. I feel that everything that had happened, particularly with that story around the Broncos, May have uh, spooked, spooked him. him. Yeah, because the report was that it was, it was like a done deal. Done Broncos. deal. I, I didn't hear that. I, I don't. That, I'm not. I didn't hear it was a done deal. At the Broncos. The only thing I kept hearing was immediate release. Titans is the club he wants to go to. Yeah, because he, he did. Deal, he told the Dragons at that meeting that he doesn't want to go now. But when he was asked a few days earlier, after the press conference in that game against the Warriors, they said, "Is this possibly the last game?" And he wouldn't comment about it. If if he didn't want an immediate release, he could have shut it down then and there. He said the same thing after Origin too. Yeah, like he was asked the same questions after yeah. Origin. And uh, there's no doubt Ben Hunt wanted to go immediately. And I, I think if, I think the way I couched it was that if he has his way, he's played his last game. Yeah, and I don't say those things lightly without doing some proper no. research. Look, and I don't normally rap Danny, but that was was a fantastic story. One of the stories of the year this year. Um, wow. No, no, I can leave now. Yeah, See no, well done. Well See, done. he's a better person in but the you, afterlife. But you didn't get it right. That's the main thing. <laughs> well, it still might be right. It still might be right. I, I think the Dragons, have they realise that this is not going away. Yeah. And at the end of the season, I think there's like an, an undertaking between the two parties that they're going to revisit this. Give Shane Flanagan the next couple of months to prove to you that we're going to be improving as a football club, show you the roadmap out of the club situation right now. And if you still feel this way come October, November, let's sit down and work out what we as a club can get out of it. And that is going to possibly be telling the Titans, if you want this bloke so badly, 
give us A, B, C, Tino. And that's Jayden, how they've got to do it. Want. That's how they have to do it. And that's why I think I'm not bagging the Broncos story that came up. Mm. If you're the Dragons and if you're Ben Hunt and his management, who do you say, okay, we want a player from we want a player from the Broncos and we want a player from the Titans, or we want money from the, we want money from the Broncos and the Titans? It's a lot cleaner if they can just negotiate yeah, with one club. It's not it's not beyond the realms of possibility. You look at NBA, for instance, there's six team player trades. Yeah. They start me on the NBA. That, <laughs> it's far more common over there. What's this that this again? would be a unique unique situation. And it would, too hard. It's too hard. Too, and the Dragons would have had to let, release him to the Broncos, Yeah. then re-sign contracts for him in 24 and 25, which he has now. He had to cancel the original ones, sign new ones, saying he'd go back to the Dragons, then renegotiate with the Titans to do another deal. It just would have complicated things. Too hard. complicated. Also, to the point, why should you let him go? As a Dragons fan, I would have been. Ha- I'm happy for Ben Hunt to go. I think we need to start fresh as a club. Mm. But I applaud the club for standing firm and saying, "You're not going to do this to us. You're the captain of the club. We've put a lot of faith in you." It was only six months ago that you sat there and went through this long negotiation and signed an extension yeah. with the club, which has cost us the opportunity to sign Stephen Crichton, Tina Fasumala, David Fafita. I know. I'm just there. giving you names. Yeah, how I know, many players have re-signed in the last yeah. six, six months? Tedesco. So they could have gone after but anyone. Chami, can you see it? Can you see it from Ben Hunt's point of view where that club has been through so signed, much rubbish? Right, he signed a contract, and he's had to face up to it and answer the questions, and that'd wear you down. So what? And that's, that's his how, job. He, that's he just how signed he was six feeling. months ago in October. He signed an extension. Comes, comes he was worn down. He knew Anthony Griffin. He was worn down. Yeah, but he knew Anthony Griffin was under the pump when he signed his extension. Danny. Understand? He could be going right now. Understand? I understand all that. I get it. However, it doesn't give him the right to but walk there out. Were, of the there club. were when he was re-signing with the club in that process, he was told X, Y, and Z would happen. Which is what? Well, players to be signed. We're going to recruit this guy. We're going to do okay. that. Okay, now, now what, you're upsetting me because that's what he was told. I don't. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. This is great. Because this is great Anthony to have you back together okay. as one. So Anthony Griffin was under the pump last October when yes. he re-signed. Anthony Griffin was probably going to be gone th- in the next month. There was a chance he would be sacked before even preseason started. Why re-sign him then? Ben Hunt wanted the con- clause in his contract to protect him that, if, that he'd become yeah. a free agent. The Dragons said no. So, hello, there's some alarm bells there. Anthony Griffin's in big trouble. The other point is, you talk about recruitment. I'm not going to cop that for one moment because if you look back. I don't cop them up from me. No, no, I'm just, just, I'm just, just saying to you that's what's. <laughs> take the bullets, wear the bruises. <sighs> <laughs> Anthony Griffin and Ben Hunt were that what close. Are you back? Anthony Griffin, listen to me. I'm listening. Okay. Sorry. It's not yoga time now. Listen to me. Um, Anthony Griffin and Ben Hunt are that close. Um, sorry. <laughs> that if Ben Hunt. He's complaining about the roster. I find it very hard to believe that he didn't have his fingerprint all over those signings. That's half of ben Queensland. Hunt. There was like a, a, an unwritten rule. He had to be from Queensland to sign with the Dragons. Jaden Stewart, Andrew McCulloch, Josh Maguire, Francis Molo, Moses Embai. He signed the is Queensland that, team. Is that Ben Hunt's fault? No, no. But right. you, are you telling me that Anthony Griffin, who's super tight with Ben Hunt, the captain of the club, Ben Hunt didn't get, give him the green light on those signings? Come on, mate. I don't know. Come on, mate. Seriously. I don't know. Well, I don't Griffin know. knows that Griffin knows that nursery pretty well. Yeah. Given that's you don't think he spoke to Ben Hunt and Ben oh, Hunt didn't say would. let's get him. Andrew McCulloch, let's get him. I think maybe with a Why not? like a McCulloch, maybe. Um, but I don't know about the others. Yeah. Mm. I'm not wearing it. I, I just think if you get, but I'm just you saying about the there's, there's things that are, that are being thrown up now by the I think by I think there are ways to get out of the club. I think they're excuses to try and get out of the club because, as you said, he's worn out. And if he feels that way, good luck to him. Dylan Brown. What happens now, and it could have broken by the time that you're listening to this, that what the integrity unit 
is going to do with the, the Dylan Brown situation mm. because he's obviously the stand down policy doesn't apply to yeah. him anymore, but the integrity unit gets involved. But what happens here? What is it? Like? Just, so it's Thursday, 11 o'clock ish when we're doing this. And mm. I think that the NRL were going through a process, the integrity unit of looking at whatever available evidence they have now after the court has happened uh, and made their, their ruling on everything. Uh, I, I think you'll find that uh, they'll try and wrap this up quickly. Uh, probably not maybe by the weekend. In what way? With in terms of the investigation or, and yeah. a potential penalty. Now, I'd be very surprised if um, he's allowed to come back and play straight away. Mm-hmm. I think there could be further weeks for him on the sideline. And I'd be surprised if they didn't hit him with a, a pretty significant fine. I think the maximum these days is 50 grand. I don't know if it'll be that high. Is that right? 50 is the highest? You I think 50 is the highest, yeah. yeah. So – There'll be a significant fine and he'll have more time out. He's already had three weeks and he'll have a he'll I'd imagine some more time out. Yeah. Oh, do, you, do you have so any different if he doesn't if he doesn't play this week, it'll be four weeks. Oh no, they gotta buy they got to buy this, buy this week, yeah. week. So yeah, it's I don't see it being he's out for the season though. There might be another one or two weeks put on top, but I can't see him being ruled out for the rest of the season from what I understand. Mm, well, I, I think he should be back playing by the finals. Uh I don't know how many weeks though, the NRL are gonna hit him with. What so. are you doing downing fifteen to twenty drinks a night? Yeah. Well, obviously he's got he's got some work to do on himself, and I think he's judge uh, told him that. Yeah, and looked him in the eye and said, "But whatever way you look at it, the NRL is going to cop a bruise for whatever punishment they give. Too light, too harsh." Yeah, and, and in fairness to Parramatta, you better, they've you tried to de- they've too tried harsh to deal with in this situation, right. especially yeah. with a, a when female a female's involved. involved. Yeah. With, with Parramatta, they have tried to address this previously with Dylan Brown mm-hmm. in terms of uh, drinking. And I don't think we can be critical of the Eels in that regard. Mm. Uh, they've acknowledged there's an issue and they've tried to help him. But I think this is now the line in the sand for Dylan Brown. Uh, and as talented as he is, I don't think there's another chance for him if he stuffs up again. Well, let's get to a more wholesome topic, shall we? Yeah, Mark Hughes is joining us right now. And uh, 2013, a decade ago, pretty much to the month, Mark had some headaches and then he decided to get them checked out and then he found out that he had a tumour on his brain the size of an avocado, got it cut out and recovered and now he's all about providing services, research and awareness around brain cancer and this is why I'm wearing a beanie today, the Mark Hughes Foundation beanie, they're on sale now for $25 and this round is all about supporting this great cause and Mark Hughes joins us right now on Footy Talk. Hughesy, thanks um, for the chat, mate. You've done a bit of it this week, but you're bubbling with enthusiasm ahead of uh, getting to every ground and promoting this great cause this weekend. I sure am, uh, fellas. It's just everywhere I look, there's support. And rugby league, we all know it's the best game. And I think um, this week showcases what great things sport and what great things rugby league can do when we all bind together uh, for the one cause. And it's, yeah, it's been a magical seven years, the seventh time been a real game changer for brain cancer because it's just put us on a national scale. Uh, the awareness, not only the funds, but the awareness that goes with this because all you guys in the media get behind it. Coaches wear the beanies, players, fans. Yeah. So it truly is a great week. Mark, how much of a difference are you seeing it make to people's lives? Danny, um, well, our brain cancer uh, care coordinators throughout regional New South Wales, first and foremost, I did a tour th- around there, those areas and the overwhelming response from patients and their families was, it was just unbelievable how grateful they were. So that's a great thing that's happening now. But 
the MHF Brain Cancer Research Centre is really getting traction and we're getting some good things done. We're learning all the time. We're, we're adding people to our team. Um, we had 100 researchers under the one roof in Newcastle about a month ago to talk and I just said from the start, we're a team. I'm a team player. We need to be a team to beat this and we need to collaborate. We need to share and we need to work together. And yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff happening. So um, the ultimate goal is to cure brain cancer, but we're certainly giving a lot of hope, a lot of hope for me and so many others out there and their families that people care and that we can we can have some change because nothing's changed in 30 years. Mark, this thing's getting bigger and bigger every year and the support from the public just keeps growing. What are your expectations around this year? And, and give us some context around what that money will actually go to and do for people with brain cancer. Yeah, so um, we're always just so grateful for everything that comes to us. But, we, we, you know, we'd love to be around that $3.5 million raised over the course of uh, this weekend. And it's a lot of beanies. But if we, can, if we can get that, that just goes into us accelerating, uh, moving quicker, increasing our team of researchers that are right across Australia, we can test bloods to try and see if you've got brain cancer, which we're very excited about how that's, that's looking. And things about uh, brain cancer, the, the cells can get killed um, with radiation, but then they regrow. So we're looking at ways of stopping them from rebounding back because we don't want them to grow back. And there's so many, there's so much to be done in brain cancer. And like, this is amazing what's happening with, for brain cancer, but I do see what has happened with breast cancer and how much funds uh, has gone into that and, and the improvements and the better outcomes in that. And, you know, we all saw what happened when COVID, the world just focused on COVID and we solved that. So I'm hoping um, a real focus can be brain cancer. Yeah, because it is a, a huge problem, especially for under 40s. It's the biggest type of cancer which affects under 40s in Australia. Husey, you said there you got the research centre and recently you had 100 of the, the, the great minds in brain cancer gather in one place to, to share ideas. But back in the day when you started playing footy, like if, if you were told back then, a young Mark Hughes, you were going to have a, a research centre um, named after mm. you, in, in what part of life would you imagine that you would have had a research centre named after you? Look, if uh, someone said to me, you, you'll have a pub, I'd probably believe that. <laughs> um, but yeah, wow, life life takes twists and turns, doesn't it? And, um, you know, I was forced into this role and um, my wife, Kiralee, we took it on and then we just got an army of support behind us. And yeah, it's now that I don't, I don't talk much footy now, to be honest. People uh, tell me their cancer stories and, you know, and all that stuff. So yeah, my life has changed. You know, the cards I've been dealt and I've just got to run with it. You know, I, I'm nine or so years down the track from my first diagnosis. That's that's an enormous achievement. So many people that I meet, so many families don't have the honour of what I've got at the moment of, of still being in the fight. So um, I'll keep fighting and I've got, I feel like I've got an army of um, the rugby league community behind me. You certainly do this weekend, Mark Hughes. Thanks for joining us on Footy Talk, mate. And um, best of luck for the weekend. Hope you hit that uh, $3.54 million mark for the weekend. Uh, thanks so much, fellas. And people can get their beanies at Lowe's across Australia or IGA if they want to get a beanie. Or most of all, go to the game on the weekend and, and yeah, get your beanie. Awesome, mate. Have a great weekend. Thanks, thanks Mark. Guys. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Just incredible. A twist in life. He, he mentions it there. And he, I did an interview with him the other day and he said, yeah, I don't look at tomorrow too much. I don't look at yesterday too much. I focus on today and, and what I can do today. And um, yeah, this weekend is, is case in point of 
of living in the now. The strength he's shown and the leadership he's shown in that area is just amazing, isn't it? I mean, like mm. so much credit to him. He said he doesn't talk footy anymore, that much anymore. And, you know, the fact that we're talking brain cancer with him and everything he's going through and done and his personal experience is just, it's inspirational in a lot of ways. Yeah, there's a walk going as well that they're, I think they've already raised about 180 grand mm. from Newcastle and they'll finish at Four Pines Park on Sunday for the Manly Roosters game. 150 Ks over three days. Chammy, you reckon you could do that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty fit at the moment. I'm going well. Yeah. Oh. I reckon Danny would like to send you on that walk. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, keep, Danny, keep, Danny, Danny, come back. Keep walking, Chammy. <laughs> would you do it, Danny? Well, you, don't, you, you don't leave the eastern suburbs. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> keep walking, Chammy. Ah, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, great to have you back in the studio once more. Unfortunately, I'll be missing ne- next week. What's so. wrong? What's wrong? Oh, I don't know. We might we might shuffle the days or something. I've got somewhere to be. Sick of you, Chammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's got too Sick many. Of com- you. He's got too many commitments. He's the too new many Brent, gigs. Yeah. Many, he's the new Brent Reed. <laughs> no one's had, no one's got that many gigs. Have a good weekend, Jess. See you, boys. Thanks, everyone. That was Footy Talk, Journo's edition. 